We have a different featured NBA star. We ask the question, should the Charlotte Hornets pursue them? Plus, we'll give you what our thoughts are, what our questions are for tonight's Summer League game number three. That's all today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making this your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. That includes YouTube. I'm Walker Mail. That's Doug Branson, the founder of the podcast. You can find his work at everyhornetsboxscore.com. Got a sub stack out there putting out good content. So again, everyhornetsboxscore.com uh, is where you can find all of his Hornets thoughts. You're going to be putting some up tonight after Summer League game number three, Doug. Uh, I don't call it every Hornets box score for nothing, my friend. Yeah, it's a box. There's going to be a box score. I'm going to have a post about it. That's the deal. Is it just you just copying and pasting the box score and that's it? That's what people pay for? Well, I do put a link to the box score in the post, (laughs) so it's convenient. You can go right to the box score from the post. But no, I'm going to put my thoughts on. I'm trying to get more of, yes, I'm going to have my game thoughts, obviously, Mm -hmm. the things that that I'm noticing that are happening in the game. But, you know, commercials, just random thoughts that pop into my head while I'm watching the game. I I want to put it all there for the people. It's really just a it's really you're getting either a free or paid access to this broken brain right here a look into the broken branson brain you get to pay for it <laughs> hornetsboxscore.com we're going to give you every hornets box score too we actually just recorded an episode so keep an eye out for that as well so again plenty of ways to get some content we're going to give you also our thoughts and what we want to see in summer league game number three tonight talk a little more about some summer league action but Doug, we got to take a little bit of a detour on this summer league highway because there's a star out to possibly be had now at first this team was saying, nope, we're not taking your phone calls. It doesn't matter what we did with Rudy Gobert. Now we're not selling everybody. It's fine. We're going to keep Donovan Mitchell. But now, as of yesterday, Woj came out with the report that the Utah Jazz are listening. I always love the trade chatter. It's so oh, yeah. fun. It, it just, okay, we're not shopping this player, but we're listening to phone calls. Mm-hmm. All right, now it's we're we're taking phone calls more seriously. Now we're aggressively answering your phone call rather than, oh, la-di-da, it's rung a few times. I don't want to pick up and make it seem too eager. The Jazz now are seriously listening to some of these offers, and it would take a lot to go get Donovan Mitchell. Doug, we've had the Donovan Mitchell conversation here in Charlotte a lot because he's the last guy that has spurned the Hornets in the sense he was taken after a player that was taken and eventually they weren't as good. And it was a hot debate. Well, it wasn't even a debate really at the time. We just know that Steve Clifford wanted Donovan Mitchell very badly. Rich Cho decided to take the falling Malik Monk. People were surprised, but crazy skilled. They take him. And then Donovan was fun immediately in the NBA. Now a multi-time all-star. My question to you, And the topic for this segment one is, should the Charlotte Hornets pursue Donovan Mitchell and finally give Steve Clifford the prospect he always wanted? It's a really difficult question because I think on its face, you would say, yes, there is a value in bringing somebody uber-talented like Donovan Mitchell onto this roster. It would increase the talent immediately the difficulty is when you talk about 
the reality of the situation. And honestly, I think there's a legitimate conversation to be had about the fit of Donovan Mitchell and his yeah. skill set and what he hasn't done, particularly on the, particularly on the defensive end of the floor, uh, what that what that would be like next to LaMelo Ball. Uh, so I, I I am ready to jump into this conversation. I think we should talk about the reality first. Like, what would it take if they wanted to get into this conversation? What what would it take in your mind to even have the Utah Jazz entertain your trade request? So a couple of trades this off season to look at when trying to assess what it would take to go get Donovan Mitchell. You can go to the other trade that the Utah Jazz made with Minnesota. Everybody was mm-hmm. questioning, except for you. You thought it was well worthwhile giving up every pick that the Minnesota Timberwolves have ever had in their life. But uh, hey, hey else- Timberwolves, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to mark it, mark it down, mark this episode. You can come back and watch it later. Minnesota Timberwolves just won 50 games. They haven't played a single game. They haven't played a single preseason game. I'm telling you right now, they you did. can go ahead and update the league standings, put a big 5 0 mm-hmm. in the Minnesota Timberwolves column. And they paid a hefty price for it, but they are going to get 50 wins. I do agree with you. I forget even how much it was. I know it was four first rounders. I know they had swaps. I know that like they, they gave up Jared Vanderbilt. They gave up Walker Kessler, who was also a first round pick in this past draft class. The price was staggering. It was unbelievable. People had no clue that was going to take place. Okay. And then I go to the Atlanta Hawks trade too, where they get DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. And they traded three first round picks for also what is kind of a polarizing fit. Some people love it because defensively he's going to help out Trey Young in the backcourt, but they're both high usage guys and nobody is going to win a usage battle on a team that includes Trey Young on it. And so the question of the fit is there too. And yet still the Hawks felt comfortable enough to pull the trigger on giving up three first round picks, I think unprotected. Maybe a couple unprotected, still three first, and Danilo Gallinari, who eventually goes to the Boston Celtics. Either way, those are the trades I think of, Doug. It's going to take a lot of first rounders because it's going to take four. It's going to take the maximum number of first rounders plus pick swaps. I mean, you you might, I mean, I don't know if they can do multiple pick swaps after that, but at least one pick swap. I mean, I think it would have to get in in the neighborhood of the Rudy Gobert trade. There's just, that's where the market is set. Yeah. I mean, especially and the, and the Jazz. This was this was always going to happen. You know, they they traded Royce O'Neal for or Royce yeah Royce O'Neal for a first round pick. They traded Rudy Gobert for all those picks. I mean, it just made too much sense. Doug, the fit is weird to me. It's definitely worth looking at because Donovan Mitchell is a good enough scorer. He's a good enough bucket getter to help a Lamelo ball out. But the fit is so weird because they're both high usage. I mean. They're both usage guys. I like LaMelo with the basketball in his hands a lot more. Is Donovan going to be good enough without the ball? Like, I, I don't think the question is LaMelo. LaMelo is a pretty malleable superstar, right? Like, you can fit him with a bunch of different players, and I feel good about it. But here's some numbers on cleaning the glass, Doug. And, and you can talk about the fit here, too. But just share some of the numbers that we're looking at. Yeah, so in terms of his usage percentage, according to Cleaning the Glass in in 67 games played last season, he had the highest usage percentage uh, for any player in the NBA. Now, the the good thing about that is that his points per shot attempt is in the 75th percentile, 115.7. He's efficient with the basketball in his hands offensively. He's not it's not that he's not passing it a ton, it's that he 
he just has the ball. He had the ball in his hands so much in Utah that even when he did pass it, his assist to usage ratio is it's growing. So he was pat. You can see he's passing it more from his rookie season where he was in the seventh percentile to now in the 31st percentile. So he's doing it more and he's turning the ball over less. Like you're getting prime Donovan Mitchell. What is he like on the defensive end? Can Steve Clifford turn him into a better defensive player than he was at times? Uh, because the Hornets are not going to have Rudy Gobert uh, back there anchoring uh, the center position, at least not for a few years until Mark Williams comes along. And and that's another question too, Walker, going back to what you would have to give up, because we talked about the picks, but we didn't talk about the players, because I think you're going to have to do Gordon, because uh, I, I don't think they'd be interested in Terry. You have to do Gordon Hayward, hope that they would like the reunion idea, plus the idea that he only has two years left on his contract, and then that frees up salary for them as they, as they go to their rebuild. But I also think it's going to take a young player. <laughs> like, I think you've got to sacrifice oh yeah you know somebody like a book knight a kai jones uh might even maybe even a mark williams i don't know that you would want to do that i think the hornets might uh, slam well, and they wouldn't because they just got walker kessler so mark williams probably i mean unless unless you don't care you just want all the talent that's unless you're true uh, unless you're our guy richard Saman and you don't believe that uh walker kessler belongs <laughs> anywhere near a basketball court he should be banned you know so the thing about going back to the rudy gobert trade is th- Utah did not get an awesome young player already established in that Mm -hmm. trade. The value was the first four round picks. Now, Walker Kessler, we haven't seen him play a basketball game, essentially another first round pick. The idea was that Minnesota didn't want to give up Jade McDaniels, who would have been that young guy, but the Timberwolves were able to keep him. Um, because they gave up everything else. But Vanderbilt's a decent player. I mean, there there were decent players, but none that you are saying, this guy's extremely valuable. I can't throw him in the trade. So that, in theory, helps the Hornets be able to do that. But there's also, you know, the, the first round pick thing, if you look at it from a historic Charlotte uh, standpoint, like there's been a lot of bad picks for Charlotte. You know, there's been a lot of high picks. So those picks would probably be pretty valuable from the Utah point of view, even giving up a star to play alongside LaMelo. What do you think about some of this stuff? Well, Um, so you would need, yeah, you would need to be making two estimations. And those two estimations would be similar to the estimations that the Minnesota Timberwolves made when they traded for Rudy Gobert. One being that the picks that you're going to trade away end up being picks that are in the 20 range anyway. And that would, you know, that you're not going to be rebuilding in the next four years or however many years you have to you know break those out in order to get in with the CBA, but that those are going to be like 20th picks and not you know lottery picks because you're not going to be able to put protections. Why aren't you going to be able to put protections? Because you have to make the second estimation that Minnesota made, which is that you are a small to mid-market team, and unfortunately, small to mid-market teams, this is what you have to do. If you want talent, you've got to go trade and, and have a hostage situation where you bring a player like Donovan Mitchell, hopefully sell him on the idea idea of of the hey we, we will actually be committed to you as a franchise unlike utah and so trade and then over over pay or over you know leverage the the trade it, you know it, it's one of the things that you have to do but you are sacrificing the other thing you have to do if you make this trade which is draft really well with the draft picks that are given to you which is how you got a superstar in Lamelo ball you did not trade that first round pick to try to go get somebody alongside Kemba and with that pick that did not go to the Wizards for in exchange for Bradley Beal you got Lamelo, and this franchise looks a lot better for it and so that is the task at hand that is the risk do you think 
that Donovan Mitchell, who is a pretty atrocious defender, what we've seen the last Mm -hmm. two years, you would have to have him improve to become okay on defense alongside LaMelo, who we don't know how good he's going to be defensively. Instincts are there, but we don't know exactly right now with the potential how that defensive backcourt is going to look. I can tell you I don't feel great about it next year. Plus, how does Donovan Mitchell pair with anybody? I I feel good about LaMelo pairing with Donovan because I think he can fit with a lot of players. How good does Donovan fit with LaMelo? And I would hate to see the Terry Rozier Donovan lineups. Like that's, it's not a whole lot of great decision-making with the basketball passing it. You know, I, I, to me, four first round picks for Donovan Mitchell, as much as I like, this is not one of those things where I'm like, oh, you know, I hate that trade. Like Rudy Gobert, I'm not giving up four year or four first round picks for 30 year old Rudy. Like I'm not. Donovan is well worth the conversation. At the end of the day, I still think it's just too much because I value those draft picks for a small market team too. Um, I was I would say a couple of things on the on the fit piece that I haven't said yet, which is that mm-hmm. uh, height is an issue. I mean, you're gonna you're you're gonna get even smaller in your in your backcourt because he's. I mean, generously six three, but probably closer to like six one, six one and a half. Um, and so then, what do you do with Terry? His usage percentage is he willing? Because it you have to understand, it would fundamentally change the way the Hornets play basketball offensively. Now, it would come at a convenient time because you're bringing in Steve Clifford, who has promised to play similarly, but probably will change the way. They play offense somewhat at the margins. You know, he's promised to play with more pace. He loves sharing the basketball anyway. But that's what this team did last season. They shared the basketball. They passed the basketball a lot. There was there were multiple players on this team with with plus twenty percent usage rate. So the ball moved around a lot. The, the highest usage player was Lamelo Ball, who was not the primary scorer. Donovan was the primary scorer for the Utah Jazz, and his usage rate was extremely high. So you're you're talking about changing all of that. There would be a lot of variables, big risk, but how much value, Walker, is there in uh, going back in time, getting in the time machine, and rectifying one of the most devastating? Like you know, if you could if you could turn the clock back to like 2000 and one or 2002 and have that Charlotte Hornets team somehow be able to rectify another miss at 13 Kobe Bryant would you do it absolutely yeah, so that- is there value from a fan perspective if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking mm-hmm. well fit and picks and I love picks and traffic what value is there to rectifying what was one of the most devastating draft day decisions that, that we've had in franchise history that's fair, but you have to consider the butterfly effect here and that if you draft Donovan I Mitchell butterflies you do not get LaMelo Ball because if you draft Donovan Mitchell, then he is alongside Kemba. You have your backcourt of the future. You're not getting the third overall pick. You're not getting lucky in the lottery because you make the postseason. So Lamelo Ball, bye. Like he's playing for a different team. But now you get to, if you trade, you get the best of both worlds. You got Lamelo Ball. You got Donovan Mitchell. Bing bang boom. Steve Clifford's happy. You brought him back. You're already going back. Listen, you've already built the time machine. Look, Mitch Kupchak already built the time machine. But, he brought but, back Steve Clifford. But but you don't have to step on the butterfly that allows you not to get Lamelo Ball. <laughs> don't do that because that's the guy we want. And is there another star to pair alongside Lamelo hidden within those draft picks? And instead, you go after Donovan, who may like that was a great coach that he played for with Quinn Snyder you know that was not a great second star that he played with as far as the chemistry they didn't get along you know you hope that LaMelo and Donovan would get along and I I don't know I mean I'm sure I'm sure they would but 
I will say, like, the the good thing here offensively, too, is that he can drive. That's something this team is desperately missing. He can finish at the rim. That's that's a fun pairing, which LaMelo doesn't do the best at, so he would compliment LaMelo in that respect. A lot of wide-open jump shots for LaMelo Ball off of Donovan Mitchell's, you know, drives, drawing the defense, whipping that ball back to LaMelo Ball for a wide-open three. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're right. Um, It's worth the conversation to me at the end. You're you're doing it, Doug. Like, I'm doing it. I'm embracing chaos, baby. Let's get better now let's talk about some of these young guys that could potentially help Lamelo and the charlotte hornets in the future that are playing right now in las vegas in the summer league this episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need so why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning you don't have to do that anymore you can save time and money when using rock auto the prices are reliably low for every single customer Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. More Summer League talk coming up next. Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. Now that we have this question, <laughs> I, got, I, I feel like I need to ask this. Mm-hmm. Are y'all sweet potato pie folks or you pumpkin pie folks? Pumpkin pie folks. Sweet potato folk. Pumpkin pie. Sweet yeah. potato. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Thanks again for joining us once uh, again on Locked on Hornets. I was, that was weird. I couldn't hear my headphones. They gave out. So I apologize for the weird introduction. Sometimes that happens on this show. We're not perfect. Um, yeah, let's talk about Summer League here, Doug. So Speaking of you, not perfect, yeah, I was Summer, to say, League. Summer League has not. There you go. Thank you for helping me out with that segue. Um, yeah, it, it's it's funny because we had this conversation, I think it was two days ago, when we were trying to figure out the topics, right? Kai Jones, what's the biggest storyline? Kai Jones being disappointed at him. JT Thor having a little of that too. We'll get to him in the next segment. I promise it's not going to be Mason Plumley. Um, you know, having zero point guard to help out some of these front court players. One of the bright spots has been in LJ Figueroa, you mm-hmm. know, Brady Manick has shot the ball. Well, you know who else did Tyshawn Alexander, who had a direct impact on winning a summer league basketball game, even though I don't care at all about like, I mean, I, I really don't care about winning the summer league game. I just care about these players playing well, but Tyshawn played well, helped him win what do you do with these guys? Like, are, do you think that this is the battle for the two-way spot? Who do you like for that two-way spot more so? Because you do have some interesting names kind of as these training camp invites and possibly finding a way to get on this Hornets roster. I love the energy, the intensity that LJ Figueroa has brought to this team. He's 13 of 13 from the field right now. A perfecto he's pitching. It's uh, pretty amazing uh, to <laughs> yeah. watch him. Best LJ since LJ, although somebody tried to climb into my into my uh, comments and say Linton Johnson, which uh, played it's, like 13 games for the look, Bobcats. It's a joke I tried to come up with, too. I imagine a bunch of Twitter followers looked up LJ initials for the Charlotte Hornets to try to put in a joke. And it's it's one that I wanted to do, but I didn't do it enough. And uh, yeah, I, I'm glad somebody did that. So thank you. Yeah. So um, I've loved LJ Figueroa. I think he should get some serious consideration. I don't, I don't think that anyone so far has really jumped off the map where I like think, okay, definitely go ahead and sign that to a two way before training camp. I think you can give all of these 
uh, guys training camp invites and kind of see how it shakes out because there has been a legit competition uh, between uh, Figueroa, Tyshawn Alexander, Brady Manick, who had eight quick points, gives you some shooting if you think you're going to be missing some shooting next season. Yeah, defensively, there's obviously going to be concerns with Brady Manick, um, but he he's giving you hard work out there, intensity as well. Uh, Leangelo Ball is the big X factor, right? We haven't seen a ton from him. It seems like we're going to see more. Uh, I was reading uh, the great uh, profile or the article column that uh, Rod Boone did in the Charlotte Observer today, and uh, it seemed it seemed like Surin Camp, the coach, confirmed what I thought, which is that he only got five minutes because they were just seeing what his conditioning yeah. was like after coming off the COVID protocols. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot more minutes. And it's good. You know what I like about Leangelo is that his head's in the right place. Like he's focused on the things that he needs to focus on. He's here in the present moment. And and he's talking about that he wants to focus on defense, which I think, again, if you're viewing this summer league like an audition for Steve Clifford, then that's what you need to be focusing on. That's my biggest problem with Kai Jones summer league so far is I don't think, I think he's very much focused on the things that he wants to focus on and not focusing on like, how do I, how do I do the things that are going to get me playing time with this new coach? I think that when Leangelo ball gets the opportunity, he might show you a little bit more on the defensive end, which would be nice. Yeah. I I think, what we saw from Leangelo last summer league, I was surprised by. I didn't think he was going to be very good, and he helped out this team. He was better than I thought. I still don't think that this guy should get a two-way contract over some of these other players that we're talking about. Not yet. For for me, I go Tyshawn Alexander is the one I would go with. Um, we need guard depth. He's helping in that way to have the shooting. You know, Tyshawn being 23 years old, which quite if you look at some of these guys we're talking about, Doug, older, young guys, Brady Manick, 23. Remember, he was a transfer from Oklahoma. Can you be an older, young guy? I'm going to put that. It's going to be the show poll on Absolutely. YouTube. Absolutely. And the can NBA, you be an older, young guy. That is totally a thing to be an older, young guy. Yes. LJ an old, is that, are you saying are you saying like an old soul? Uh, people, no. you know, people in uh, people in high school used to call me an old soul. No, I don't mean that. I mean, an older young guy in the NBA that totally exists. And I think LJ Figueroa is the ancient one being 24 years old here. So if if you're to, what do you hope to accomplish with your two-way contract, right? I, I kind of just want to get the best player possible to see if there's a chance that they can break rotation minutes. To me, LJ Figueroa going 13 for 13 is incredible. You know, the the likelihood of any of these guys breaking the rotation is extremely slim. Bryce McGowan's, you know, more so, but even still slim for him. So who has the best shot at doing that? I, I think Tyshawn Alexander is the answer over anybody else that we're talking about, you know, and, and plus, and this is somebody that had some talent and just, you know, hasn't stuck with an NBA team yet. But I, I think Tyshawn is the guy that I would go with for the two-way contract in, in a group that has performed well. Or, and, and then Leangelo's case, we saw him perform pretty well last year in Summer League. Well, and you have to make room as well for the idea that there may be a player playing in Summer League right now that is not playing for the Charlotte Hornets that could get a look at training right. camp. Uh, so it could be – it doesn't have to be any of these players. If they feel like that there's maybe – a defensive-minded wing player that they may be in need of this season in terms of depth because that's what to me that's what the two-way spot is for is like emergency depth and or a player that you're not quite ready to invest 
an entire roster spot to maybe like Bryce McGowan's has a few things that you're looking for. The can this player do X, Y, and Z once they, once they prove they can do X, Y, and Z, because I know they can do a, B and C, but they haven't done X, Y, and Z. Uh, and there's a lot of letters left in the alphabet, but those are the letters I'm focused <laughs> on. And, <laughs> and can they do those things? And once they do, then, okay, next season, you know, roster spot guaranteed. So uh, there might be a defensive wing out there that's showcasing that doesn't get an opportunity with the team that they're currently playing for um, that, that might find their way to the Charlotte Hornets. So I- I'm leaving room because, again, I think LJ Figueroa has been the one closest to me that has wowed me. But I haven't seen anyone jump off the map where I'm like, man, they just need to lock this up right now. Yeah, I think, would you agree that the battle right now is Figueroa and Tyshawn? Yeah, just because, I mean, they need guard depth. Uh, like you said, I mean, they're, they're just lacking at this point. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know if you'd really want to trust a Figueroa. Like, Figueroa's had the benefit of, like, coming in as an energy person off the bench in summer league and, you know, really doing whatever he wants to and not really being focused on running the offense. So I, I would be wondering if if he could have that responsibility. I know we're not talking about it yet, but one of the things that – one of my sub things to watch in this game tonight is who they ask to run the offense. Are they going to stick with a crutcher who has been just awful, or do they give Tyshawn Alexander or LJ Figueroa the keys to the summer league car? The yeah, summer league the, Corvette, if you will. That's not really been a Corvette. They're one no, and one. Both, yeah, I, I'm glad this, that you immediately got off I'm sorry, of that. You the, let off the gas of the Corvette. That I'm you sorry, it's the summer league Corolla. <laughs> it's the summer league Corolla. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's probably right. It's the Corolla's not, fine. No, it's a fine car. No, it's not I, a bad I know, car. It's but, a but fine car. Would you say summer league has been fine? That that's my point. No, I don't. I don't want a game. Corolla. I want a game for the first time in 1,100 days. I mean, that's something. <laughs> and you say, hey, yeah. by the way, by the way, yes, I get it that you don't care if they win games, and I get anyone listening to this right mm-hmm. now that says I don't care if they lose all the games. I'm just looking at the individual performances. But I'm telling you a weird thing in summer league. And I compare this to the preseason where that's sort of the mentality in the preseason. Well, you know, we don't really care what the final score is. Coaches will say that I've heard coaches say, you know, final score, we're, we're really just trying to get ready for the regular season. Weird thing about summer league is that they actually care about winning these games. The players care. Oh, for sure. And the coaches yeah. care. Oh yeah. So, and so, and, and, you know, so that it is a factor, whether you care about it or not, it's a factor. They're trying to win the ball game. No, I, I know the players. Yeah, you want to win anything that you're participating in. But yeah, I, I get that. As a fan, I want to see. An aw- well, no, awesome what stuff. I'm saying is that they particularly care about summer league in a way that they don't care about preseason. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, probably different players, but you're right. Like, I get that. But hey, they got summer league rings now, Doug, and they, those things look pretty sweet. <laughs> everybody, so now, everybody wants a ring. Yeah, now now they're playing for hardware. Before we go into segment three, I can already hear the people saying, hey, Brady Manic, you're not giving him, a, him enough credit yet. Um, first, the one thing I do want to discuss, you were talking about your own face blindness as pertaining to if you look like your kid or not. Doug, there's a little bit of the Brady Manic Doug thing going on. You know, like that shade of hair, well, the, beard, the beard, it's, yeah. it's long. The beard's not very long right now. Yeah. So, you're, so yeah, what I was saying, what I was saying is that I can tell when other people, I'm actually really great at pointing out people's doppelgangers. Like if I see a celebrity doppelganger of a friend of mine, I'm really good at pulling those. I can see, I can see it in other people. But when I look in the mirror and, and I look at my daughter, 
the people have told me, Hey, you, you look alike and I can't see it and I can't, and people have given me doppelgangers and I can't see it. I think this is a common thing. I think there's something weird about how we have all sort of personal face blindness. We, cause if people give you a doppelganger, I just feel like people are like, no, that doesn't look like me. I don't know why that is. (laughs) Yeah, well, big one. I, yeah, we probably just don't want to believe it in some instances. Um, yeah, Brady Manic, the thing about him real quickly on the court, the guy can light it up from three. It really is impressive how well he shoots the ball. Gets it up quick. It's about it. It's about it from Brady. And that's why I think he's not going to get, I mean, he deserves to play in the G league for sure. Um, I just, yeah, it, it, there's gotta be something else besides shooting the basketball from deep. All right, let's talk about some of the other major players in summer league coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. We're finally going to get to JT Thor. I promise we're going to talk about JT, maybe some other major uh, players in summer league and specifically what we want to see tonight in summer league game. Number three, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's major league baseball regular season. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores and BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season betonline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including mma boxing even golf head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts jt thor mark williams coming up next locked on hornets is locked on hornets then i clicked on m thomas i'm like who in the hell is m thomas Matt Thomas is his oh, name. Oh, NBA legend, Matty Thomas. <laughs> he, he, Matt he Thomas, at all. I'm pretty sure Matt Thomas served me at an Applebee's the other day. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I feel like Brady Manick is a guy that you would see serve you at an Applebee's. He fits that bill too. I'd see. Okay, maybe, uh, but I I think maybe he's a cook. I feel like he's the cook at the Applebee's. I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure that he's a server. If he's a server, I'm checking my two for uh, twenty five for little red for little red beard hairs. Oh, no, well, yeah, and and of course, if you knew he was cooking back there, it's probably more of a likelihood that you would have some of that. That's pretty gross. But I could see him as the server. He has the headband. You know, he's the free spirit. He's the young guy just graduated from college trying to save up. And then he's got some applications to some other jobs, but he's just doing this to make ends meet right now. I feel like Brady Manic looks like that guy. Well, if he's cooking, then the little red beard hairs would be sort of mixed up with the food. I probably wouldn't notice it as I'm scarfing down my two You're for 25. But detail. if he's if he's mm-hmm. bringing the food out as a server, that's really fresh red beard hair. <laughs> that's going to be like right like yes. a garnish on your dish. I'm going to notice that pretty immediately. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm glad that <laughs> this you went is a good conversation. I'm glad we're having it. Same. No, I'm glad that you decided to go in detail about how the red hair would be either mixed in the food or it would be sprinkled on top. It like makes a difference. A donut. All right. Let's talk about some of the things you want to see tonight. Is it Brady Manic? Is he the number one thing or do you have something else in mind? Doug? No, I'm going to go with Mark Williams. I really want to see a if he starts. I think he absolutely should start at this point. It's time to see him play some more significant minutes. I understand he's struggling. I understand there might be some nerves involved, but there's no better way to shake off the nerves than uh, to to get a little bit more action with some better players too. put some better players around him. Tyshawn Alexander, I think, should get more minutes in this one. LJ Figueroa. Let's get let's let's stop with this crutcher stuff. Let's get somebody who can get Mark Williams the ball in better positions. That's what I want to see. Can the coaching staff put him into some better positions? 
positions offensively. I think in terms of how many shots he's taken, I'm fine with it. I just think I've seen him getting double teamed and triple teamed, and he's missing some stuff around the rim. Can they get him some more opportunities where he's a little bit more at ease? Yeah, I want to see Mark Williams. It's funny because, okay, we almost kind of checked the box off defensively. Fantastic. And that's number one. That's great that we see that. I do want to see him finish. Just dunk it and yell at some people. Get aggressive, which is totally he's capable of. We saw it in college. You know, he would yell at you. He'd get fired up. So let's see that in summer league, too. Hopefully he has those opportunities. You, see Bar- you want to see Bark Williams. You want to see Mark Williams transform into Bark Williams. I want to see Talk if he got that him. dog in him. If, dunk if, he it. Has that, if he has that dog in him. And he becomes Bark Williams. Can we make that alter ego for him? Can he become yeah. Bark Williams because he's got that dog in him? We need to sure. see that tonight. Um, JT Thor, uh, you know, he's been kind of an interesting guy the last couple of games. He was a big storyline coming into Summer League. And he's a big storyline through the first two games in a not-so-good way. I, I hypothesized he would be clearly, far and away, the best player on this roster. I, he's still... If you had to have a regular season game tomorrow, who do you trust most to be in the rotation? It's JT Thor or Mark Williams, I guess, but JT Thor, because he has some kind of some kind of experience already. Those would be the two guys, but he's been a little disappointing, Doug. I I think we've wanted to see him more. I, I think we wanted to see him have the basketball in his hands, showcase a little bit more ability because last summer league, he'd had some nice drives. You know, he did put the ball on the deck a little more so. There there were smart decisions made from him. I think he's getting really hurt by the lack of point guard stuff too. You can say that for a lot of the front court players. I, I also just want I want to see him just knock down more shots. You know, and, and, it's, and it's part of the reason why I'm not worried about him, right? Like so much, so much of the first two games and the worries for JT Thor, it's been the fact that he's not making those shots. And, and two games in summer league, the guy is 19 years old, okay? He's the second youngest player on this roster that we're talking about. He was the second youngest player drafted. The entire NBA draft, he was the second youngest drafted just last year and still showed us good stuff in regular NBA minutes. It's why a lot of people are are really kind of projecting his future, saying, well, the processing is still extremely slow. I'm really worried about it. Man, look, like two games playing with essentially bad NBA players right now with zero spacing, with zero ball handling, of course that's going to make him not so great. So, yeah, I, I just I want people to slow down on the JT Thor worry and and yet understand we could ask maybe a little bit more from him, um, hopefully just knocking down some shots in the third game. So you're asking for a little bit more from Thor. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, every time I said more, it came up in my head and I didn't want to address it. That's but good. That means there. it's working. That means it's, it's working, there. folks. If you're if you're part it of the is. more Thor movement, that means that it's working. Uh, I so the thing that you loved about JT Thor that I loved about JT Thor last season was his ability to do a lot with a little, mm-hmm. and and so this summer league for me was about asking JT Thor, hey, can you do a lot with a lot or maybe do a medium amount with a lot? So asking him to handle the ball more, asking him to take more offensive responsibility. And that's where he's fallen short in the summer league. He's not yet passed that test. And that's okay because I don't think he's going to be able to, or going to be asked to do that in this upcoming season. It just means he hasn't gotten to that place yet because he was getting fouled. Uh, he just wasn't knocking down the free throw shots. He's getting, I think, good attempts up. He just wasn't making them. He did make the the one that absolutely mattered in sudden death double overtime. That was fun. Um, so I'm with you. 
I, I'm not worried about JT Thor, but he didn't. I'm also not like more excited about JT Thor than I was at the end of last season. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just as excited about what he can do. Yeah, I agree. I like to be honest with you. I if he plays like this for the rest of summer league, I still am not going to be crazy worried about him going into the regular season. It, I just, I just can't. I want the I turnovers to go down. I need the decision because that was another big question that I had for JT Thor. I thought passing last season, he was in the regular season minutes that he got, that was the thing that stood out to me as like, Oh, what's going on there? Like he was hesitant to make the pass. And then he would turn the basketball over a few times. Those are the kind of things that even more so than the shooting or the free throw shooting or anything like that. I, I cause I'm, I'm good with him on defense. I just want to see some of those passing decisions and, and decisions with the basketball. Cause he's turning it over a lot off his own foot. Um, so handling the basketball, those kind of things I think are going to make the difference between because he's going to have an opportunity to to get into this rotation next season, I think. Oh yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think that was going to be the I think that was going to be the case no matter who you brought in, you know, he was going to always have that opportunity to break the rotation and be there pretty consistently. The last thing I'll say too, it's, you know, these guys are hoisting up shots, right? If Kai Jones is going to go, you know, shoot 10 three-pointers, 15 shots total, if Tyshawn is taking a lot of shots, if Jalen Crutcher's taking a decent amount, you know, LJ Figueroa has 13, and then, you know, are, are we, do we want yeah, that? That's my point. Like there's still plenty of people trying to put up their shots with this, uh, with the Charlotte Hornets summer league team. All right. That'll do it for lockdown Hornets. Thanks again for joining us and making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. That includes YouTube. Now make sure your second listen is locked on NBA. You can get your NBA daily update in just 30 minutes every day with locked on NBA. Hopefully you have a great rest of your afternoon. We're going to be back with you tomorrow. Maybe a guest. Don't know. We're working on it. Have a couple more days to figure that out and finish the week out. And then we'll be back tomorrow with a recap of the Hornets summer league game against the Cavs right here on locked on Hornets. 